My name is Tanya Locks, and you are listening to The Tanya Locks Show. Today, my co-host is Mrs. Dana Bennett. She's an author, a mom, a wife, a first lady, and she just happens to be my best friend. Today, we're going to talk about her 21-day devotional, Reminders for Grinders. If you're anything like Dana and I, whether you're male or female, and you're grinding, and you're trying to find balance in the grind, then you might want to stick around and hear what Dana has to share with us. She has some great nuggets to offer and some how-tos. Stick around. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Miss Dana? I am doing great. Awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me. This I'm is so exciting. Happy. It's very exciting. I'm so happy to have you. I know you don't need no introduction because you are Mrs. Dana Bennett, but I'm, we're going to tell the people who you are anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Dana Bennett is a wife to Mr. Ken Bennett. They are pastors of Connect Church in Plano, Texas. Dana is a mother to, what, five kids? Yes, ma'am. Five beautiful kids. Um, she's an entrepreneur. She's a student right now. She's in school. She's a first lady. Um, she's a child of God. She's all of that. And she's also my best friend. We have <laughs> been best friends for, what, 11 years now? Yes. Like, we hit it off from the back, right? Like we, yeah. we met through our husbands. So we hit it off from the back and we were best friends and I love her so much. Um, she's my supporter. She is my, um, my best friend. She, she's my shoulder to cry on sometimes and we lean on each other and so forth and so on. But today we're going to talk about something um, that she has done. And we're going to talk about your 21 day devotional reminders for grinders but before we get into that i'll let you tell the folks a little bit about you i know i went on and on about you and i can go on and on (laughs) (laughs) but i have a chance to talk well thank you buddy i appreciate it and you and you're right we have been ride or dies for a long time and i'm so grateful for our friendship and sisterhood and all the laughs and Having somebody to to go to, just a safe space in somebody is so rare these days when people have their own agendas and, you know, quirky expectations of relationships. Um, I'm so grateful that we have the type of friendship where we can really lean on each other and be there for each other in a very transparent, vulnerable, real, um, unassuming, genuine type of way. So thank you so much for being that for me all these years. Um, I know when we get together, we're going to laugh until we cry. And um, <laughs> and everything is funny, even when it's not funny. And so just, just thank you for being that in my life. I appreciate it. I'm so proud of you in launching this podcast and really spreading your wings over the past couple of years. I've said this to you before, but I'll say it publicly. You know, I don't think you have any idea of how many people, your story, your journey, your bravery um, is going to bless. 
um, just your level of transparency and just being real with people and being willing to share your scars. You know, in a day and age where everybody is, you know, putting out their image on social media and we only get to see the good stuff, I'm so proud of the way that you help encourage other people by sharing your scars and sharing how you overcame and all of the, the parts that weren't so pretty. So I'm my hat's off to you and I'm clapping on the sidelines and rooting you on for, you know, your projects and everything that you have your hands in. I'm super proud of you. So now that all that, that good gushy stuff is out of the way. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, let me say this too. Just like you are proud of me, I'm also proud of you as well. You have accomplished a lot of things. And like I tell you, I think, I think that you are one dope sister. I mean, like I, you know, you have people in your circle, which is fine. But when you find somebody that can be in your corner, it's even better. And I feel as though you are in my corner and I am in your corner and we go to battles for each other. So I'm super proud of you. I'm I'm not going to give away. I'm not going to steal your thunder and tell people what it is that you do, but you are truly awesome. And you are Mm -hmm. somebody that I look up to, somebody that I come to for encouragement and um, advice. And when you have somebody that you can go to for advice for, then you know you you know you have a champion in your corner. So I'm proud of you, a proud of you, and I thank you for being that friend to me. Now oh, we have to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Ah, well, a little bit about me. So, so you're right. I'm I'm you know military kid, but a Texas native. Um, I'm married to somebody who gets me and um, is good to me and loves me and makes me laugh and all that good stuff. And, you know, we've been two peas in the pod for a long time and do a lot of things together, including ministry. Um, We own a real estate business together. Um, We have raised five kids together and are still in the process of raising the ones that are still at home, Mm -hmm. uh, raising five kids together. And um, that's a big part of who I am, my ministry and my family. Um, I've been blessed enough to lead on the corporate side as well as in the church. Um, And so I count that an honor. I start a new role here soon, um, which is is kind of a big deal for me because it's one of those doors that I, I wasn't sure if it would ever be open for me. And so I'm excited about that. Um, but I'm in school to get my master's degree and um, hopefully can move that on to a doctorate degree. And I really, you know, feel like I'm put on this earth to... Um, help people see that you can win, like that you have enough in you and enough in your hands um, to win and to, to have the kind of life that that you desire and that God has ordained for you. And so I'm always trying to find a way to encourage, to pour into, to mentor, to be an example for somebody else. Um, Cause I think most of us, all we need is just one somebody in our corner that says, I believe in you. And so I hope that when I take my final breath and close my eyes, that there's a legacy behind me of people who say, you know, I was able to do X because she believed in me. Um, and so that's that's me kind of a nutshell. I'm a I'm a quirky nerd. So I like nerdy stuff. And but I like 
arts and music and good food and all of that. But mm-hmm. I'm very much a nerdy girl too. So that's me. Yeah, I think um, one of one of the ways that we we that I find that we click is that we have a lot in common. Common. Mm-hmm. I like the arts. You like the arts, and you know we love food. I mean, we get <laughs> together on food anytime. Um, that always helps helps bring people together but you your legacy will be just that because you you don't only support me but I see you do it for other women I see you lift women up I see you inspire other women you know I witnessed that with my own eyes so your legacy will be um that what you want it to be so I I want to go into your book um the 21 day devotional reminders for grinders so tell us what what are grinders like? What is the definition of grinders, and what made you write this book? Or yeah, what made you write this twenty-one day devotional? Yeah, so so first of all, a grinder is anybody who has a vision to do something great, and they say, you know what, I don't mind putting in the natural and the spiritual work to make it happen. So often we get out there, we we say, oh, I'm just going to work my hustle. And we put a lot of natural work into it. But I feel like what sets people apart is when they do both the natural and the spiritual work. And you know this part of my story, but I have my hands in a lot of different pots. I'm super, super busy. I do a lot of stuff. And what I found was I was spread too thin. I was mm-hmm. doing a lot of busy work, but I wasn't being productive. My mm-hmm. mind was all over the place and I, it got to be too much. Mm-hmm. And so I had to slow down and, and we can get into the details of what all that looks like, looked like, you know, if we have time later, but I was forced to slow down and take a look at what was working and wasn't working. And what I found that helped me get back on track was devotional being intentional about getting up in the morning, quieting my mind, quieting my spirit, spending that time with God in prayer, reading his word, and just focusing my mind on what it, giving him an opportunity to share with me what it was my day was supposed to produce Mm -hmm. versus allowing my emails and my phone calls and my to-do list to start my day. Just taking that moment to just say, God, I'm peeling off a piece of this day to get aligned with you. And now I can go grind. So that's how the, the 21 day devotional came about. So who is it for? Is it for men? Is it for women? Um, is it for anybody who, who's out there trying to make it work? Like who is it for? You, you hit the net, the, the nail on the head. It's for anybody. It's, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Right. Um, because that's kind of how I'm wired. Um, I'm very much involved in ministry and those types of things, but I'm also extremely passionate about corporate and what I do there. And so, um, and also our business. So this book, I hope speaks to anybody, wherever you find yourself. So whether you're a mom, a student, an entrepreneur, whether you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, you're male, female, pastor, whatever role you find yourself in, I think God has given us all something that we have to press for and we have to put the work in for in order to see it manifest. And this book is for that person who says, and I do it. 
but mm-hmm. I'm willing to be prepared and I'm willing to be equipped to make sure that I do it in an excellent way. And so this book really is for anybody. Well, I know for me, um, I'm a grinder. <laughs> and in the last year, let's say year and a half or so, I've become even a grinder times two. With yes, everything that, <laughs> yes, with everything that we have going on, um, Team Locks, you know, the body stuff and this, that, and the other, um, I've had to, like, wear different hats, right? I had to take off the mommy hat, put on the wife hat, take off the wife hat, put on the, the business hat, and all of this stuff. And like you, I almost got burned out. Like, I'm tired, you know. I I need balance, and I need alignment. And if I don't know who to go to for that alignment, or if I don't know how to align myself with God and what God says in his word, then I'm all out of whack. Like I'm just out of balance. And so when I, one of your, um, one of your, your um, prayers that you have in here, which is my favorite script, scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11. And this is um, day 10. For I know the plans I have for you to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And that is my fav- favorite scripture. And when I, whenever I feel burnout, like that is the scripture that I run to because I'm steady grinding. And um, like you say, sometimes I will be grinding. I'm, I'm doing things, but I'm really not getting nothing accomplished, you know? And so reading right. your book or journaling in your book has really helped to slow me down and realize um, what I'm doing and get myself in line and balance. Because I know so many women, just like you do, so many women, and men too, but so many women who wear these different hats that really needs to slow down and, and get a grip, you know, on what they're doing so that they can find balance. Exactly. So have you found balance in that? Because you are all these things. How do you balance being a wife, a mom, a student, a first lady, <laughs> that's a lot of work in itself. <laughs> so how do you find balance in all of that? It is, um, it's a muscle that I'm still building, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those things where it's almost like we live life on a unicycle, right? And we're, we're riding along and we have our hands up and we're juggling all these things, it's, it's a constant ba- balancing act. So there's, so that means that we're constantly in the mode of balancing. We never get to a place where something is perfectly balanced. And we're like, okay, great. My life is perfectly balanced. Now I can walk away. Mm-hmm. No, we're constantly making adjustments to our routines, to our mindsets, um, because we're ever evolving and changing people. And life is not this perfect straight line. It throws us curveballs and distractions and unexpected, you know, things pop up. And so I find that I'm constantly in the mode of balancing. However, the point th- that I've gotten to now is where my life no longer overwhelms me. Mm. Before I did this devotional, Tan, and you know this, I was extremely overwhelmed. Mm. And being overwhelmed is both a mental and emotional and a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. So it requires that we fix all three. 
that we balance all three. And so that's what I had to do. I had to, to learn how that it wasn't so much that I needed to take something off my plate. Because I remember when I was so stressed out and overwhelmed, I went to my mom in tears and she was like, you just need to look at your plate and you just need to see what you can take off of your plate because this stuff is killing you. And I looked at my plate. There was nothing that I could, that I could or even wanted to take off. I was living the life that I wanted, but it was overwhelming me. Wow. And so, so. oh, you, you just said something like everybody can relate to. I like you say that. I was just thinking, man, that is so me right now. Like, I want to take something off my plate. But I was just explaining to somebody all the things that are on my plate. I love it. Like, I love Mm -hmm. those things. And I want to keep doing those things. But if I don't take something off, then I'm going to crash. And I'm no good for any of it. So, oh, that was just so good. So you have learned how to master not taking something off your plate, but balancing it, balancing it all. Yes. That's how you did that again. So let me, so let me reiterate, kind of like Paul said, I I have not yet arrived, but I continue (laughs) to press towards the mark. So it's a daily thing, right? Of of understanding what all you have on your plate, understanding what you bring to each of those things, what you have the ability to affect and change and knowing your own limitations Mm. and, and honoring yourself enough to be clear about your limitations, speaking up for your limitations and it not seeing it as a sign of weakness, but as a sign of loving yourself to be able to say, I cannot do this today. Mm. And not feeling like a failure, not feeling like you let somebody down, not feeling like you owe people explanations, but saying, I love me enough and I respect you enough to give you the best of me. So I'm going to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that today. Or it might mean that instead of, you know, working out at the gym for an hour today, because you know you have something extra on your schedule, you can only do 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, baking fresh cookies for your your kids, you know, party at school. Hey, I have too much on my plate to do that. So I'm going to run by Kroger and I'm going to get some cookies that are already made. And guess what? Sugar is sugar and they'll be okay. You know, and not feeling and not feeling like a bad mom because you didn't, you know, make these from scratch. It's it's understanding that I love the life that I live, but I also have to love me in it. And so what do I do to honor me in all the roles that I said yes to? Because what I found was I was dishonoring myself and I was dishonoring the people who were counting on me by allowing myself to live this stressed out life. Hmm. And I had to stop because I was literally killing myself trying to be all things to all people. I'm Dana. I'm not God. Mm -hmm. I'm not all knowing. I'm not all powerful. I'm not all seeing. I'm not everywhere at the same time. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a human being and there's only one of me and I want to give people the best of me. And so I had to start finding ways to be present and to show up as the best me because I was on autopilot Tan. Yeah. You could be, I was on autopilot. I was answering emails on autopilot. I was interacting with my kids on autopilot. I was talking to the women at church on autopilot. I would walk away from a conversation and not even remember what was said. 
I was on mm. autopilot feeling mm-hmm. like just because I checked that box, I got it done and I was successful. No, I wanted to be present in those moments. I wanted to really hear and connect with people. I wanted to be able to really engage. And I wasn't doing that because I had a million things going on at once and my brain was fried. So what wow. I had to do was slow down, get focused. And I didn't necessarily take any rolls off of my plate. But what I did was I got really clear about what those roles mean, mm. if that makes sense. So as mommy, I'm still mommy, but that doesn't mean I'm washing all your clothes. That doesn't mean I'm making your bed for you. That doesn't mean every time you have something going on, I, I drop everything I have going on. To, no, it means I'm mommy. I'm still mommy. But some mm. of the things that you can do for yourself, I'm going to let you do for yourself so I can free up some time to now do something over here. Wow. I'm still wife. I'm going to stop being wife. But that means that it's okay for me to rely on you to pick up the kids sometimes. That means it's okay for you to wash the dish sometimes. <laughs> that means mm-hmm. I, I may not be able, you know, I'm still co-pastor. But guess what? I may not be able to make every meeting at church. Wow. Because I might need some time to be mom. Or I might need some time to just be Dana. And so it it took me not taking the roles off my plate, but getting real clear about how I could best contribute in those roles without feeling like I had to do everything. And that, and, and, and you, and to tie it back to the book, how did that come out of the book? Because I got, I got a moment to be still and be clear. Wow. That, that has really helped me. Seriously, I am sitting here as you're talking. I'm like, okay, I don't have to take anything off my plate. Um, today, I told my husband yesterday, and I kind of forewarned him a couple of days ago that I was going to take Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off because I feel like I'm about to have a mental breakdown mm-hmm. because of everything that I've been doing. And, you know, and today, well, those days I was going to spend. trying to get clarity on what I need to do in order to have um, a a strong mental, you know, mental health in a strong way. And so one of the things I was thinking about doing is, okay, I need to remove this off my plate, but now I'm thinking differently. I don't need to remove those things off my plate. I just need to find balance in those Mm -hmm. things and how to move those things around and actually just find some priority, like prioritize the list that I have. And so this has really, really helped me. Um, I see it in a different way now. I, I want to go back to when, what you said about m- mommies. Like, just because we don't do something for our children, it doesn't mean that we're a bad mom. And a lot of times, you know, I've shared this with you. I sometimes I feel like a bad mom because, or a bad wife because I'm not feeling like doing those things because I have so much on my plate. And you explained it really well. Like, you're not a bad mom if you can't do this. Have them figure it out, you know? Um, that was good. That helped me as well. And I'm sure it's going to help other women um, who listen to the podcast. But this has been good. Um Anything else you would like to share about the book? Yeah. So I, you know, 
all of the you know people always ask me well what's your favorite scripture well this book really is a compilation of all of my favorite scriptures and thoughts right from from various people well known some not so well known quotes that um i really resonate with and 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 hope that the scripture in combination with the quote helps really generate and the prayer that is in there help people generate their own moment of devotion right um at first i wasn't going to include the pages where you can write because i was like oh i don't want people to think i'm just like filling these this book with fluff right oh she just added these pages but the feedback that I've gotten from a lot of people is no, we, we love that because it gives me an opportunity to write my own thoughts in here. And that's what I really want it to be. I want people to make it personal to them where you can go back and look at this and say, wow, I started this, you know, in 2020 and this is what I was going through. And this is what this scripture or this thought helped evoke in me um, and what I was thinking and helped me kind of think through and work through some stuff. And so I'm hoping that these are just jumping off points if that makes sense. I made it succinct enough where if you're busy like me and you only have, you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes in the morning to get devotion in, that it's it's succinct enough that you can do that. But I also hope that, that it plants a seed that in your mind and in your spirit that you're mulling over throughout the day. Yeah, that is awesome. And and I it does, that's what it does to me. Um, and I was going to ask you what were your, do you have a favorite quote or a favorite scripture? Um, is that is there one that you can really share with us? A favorite quote that you live by on a daily basis, like day to day? Or a favorite um, scripture? Let's see. So one of the things that one of my favorite scriptures, period, um, that I try to live by is James 2 and 26. And it says, for just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. And the quote that's in the book is by Charles Spurgeon, great theologian, Charles Spurgeon. He says, faith and works are bound up in the same bundle. I love that. Faith and works are bound up in the same bundle. He that obeys God, trusts God. And he that trusts God, obeys God. So they're one in the same. Mm-hmm. And he that is without faith is without works. And he that is without works is without faith. And and something that I always share when I'm teaching and something that I hold dear to my heart and I try to live out is that real faith always has a corresponding action. You cannot tell me that you believe that God said go, but your feet never move. Mm -hmm. So I try to make sure that what I say I believe that I'm called to do or that I'm, I'm that God is asking me to do or that I'm supposed to do in my day, whatever I say that I'm believing that I have the right corresponding action to that not just being busy, but the action that really corresponds with my faith. So if I'm saying I'm believing God, I'm going to be debt free. Well, then Mm. what corresponding actions am I taking that show that I really believe that? Mm. Am am I saving money? Am I living by a budget or am I, you know, clipping coupons? Am I, you know, selling items I don't need? What am I doing to really show that I'm believing that I'm going to be debt free? If I'm saying I believe that that I'm gonna, this is my year to get healthy. Well, what am I? What corresponding action do I have that speaks to my faith? Because what I found is we do a lot of faith talking, but we do very little faith walking. 
And so for me, that's one thing that I try to live by consistently in my life is that I'm not just talking about it, but I'm walking it out. And then when I fail to walk it out, I step back and I have a real conversation with me. Mm. I, I just two just a week, two weeks ago, I emailed, <clears throat> excuse me, I text message my coach and I told him, I said, my fitness coach. And I said, Hey, I just want to let you know where I'm at. I said, I see the momentum that you guys have in the direction that you guys are going and how you're helping so many people. I says, but I'm not doing the work. I said, so mm. either I'm unwilling to do the work or I'm not ready. But either way, the fact remains, I'm not doing the work. I said, and I don't want to waste your time. I said, I believe in what you guys are doing so much that I'm going to continue to send you something every month. Now, it's, it's not my membership, full membership fee, but I'm going to continue to send you guys something every month because you can use it to bless somebody who is ready. That's how much I believe in what y'all are doing. But I had to be real with myself. I can't keep saying, oh, I want to lose the weight. I want to lose the weight. And I'm not doing the work. And so often we lie to ourselves because it sounds good to say, oh, new year, new me. Yeah, well, what does that mean? What are you doing new? Hmm. Hmm. That is good. (laughs) I'm telling you, you are digging into me right now. Um, (laughs) It's the same way with me. You know, I had to admit admit to myself too um, that, yeah, I want to have this nice body, but am I doing the work? to get this nice body yes it's 2020 year vision new decade all that stuff I'm gonna do this but am I putting the action Mm -hmm. to make this happen and when you get real with yourself that is the first step yes ma'am it is and I think once you get real with yourself and you realize that you begin to take the small steps to get to where you're going because now you're not fake faking anymore Yes. You know, you become real, you become this real thing. You become like it's freedom and being real with yourself. So, you know, I commend you for that. And to go in and tell your coach that that is huge. You know, that was a huge step toward um, success in in anything that you're trying to to do. Um, And I was going to ask you about vision. Like, okay, so it's 2020 year vision you know we love vision boards right mm-hmm. we love making a list and all that kind of stuff <laughs> we do we love and, and I, you know I can go on and on about this list and vision board stuff because I truly believe that it works works I've seen it work with my own eyes but what are some visions that you have personally for 2020, whether it's with your husband, you by yourself, with your family? What are some of your visions that you have for 2020? One of the things that is at the top of my list is I am committed to this is this is my jumping off here of living a life of sabbatical. Oh, meaning yes, ma'am. So I actually, when I'm, when I hang up with you, I'm going to be meeting with um, some folks at, at our church staff and with my husband to actually put my vacations on the calendar. Mm. I am being serious, intentional, committed, um, taking the necessary steps to travel this year, not just to travel, but to also one Friday out of every month, I'm off. I'm off from work. I'm off from wife. I'm off from mom. I'm that Friday. I'm Dana and that's it. Wow. And I'm doing that every Friday. So 12 times this year, 
I get to just be with me and do whatever I want to do. Wow. And then I'm planning two vacations this year. And those vacations are going to happen come hell or high water. They're going to be on the calendar. I don't care what's going on at the church. I don't care what's going on at the kids' school. I don't care. Those vacations are happening because I'm finding that the busier our lives get, the more we need to reset and replenish. If if we're not doing anything, then it's okay to take a vacation every other year, you know, every couple of years. I mean, what are you resting from? But if you are super busy like you and I are, we need frequent reset moments. Yes. And yes. so I'm not leaving it up to chance. I'm not saying, oh, we'll fit it in when we can. Because as you know, life continues to happen. And so if you're not intentional about your rest, you won't rest. Because there'll always be something to do. Always. And, you know, I was, you know, taking three days to rest. But listening to you, we don't really need three days. If we can get just a full day of just rest and just be mean, um, that helps. And if I can get that 12 times out of the year, I think I'll be okay. I don't need a full a full three days. Now, um, listen, don't let me change your plans. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because <laughs> your rest is your rest. So <laughs> It is. But, but you know, sometimes it can be unrealistic to take mm-hmm. three days off when you have so much going on. You know, you, you'll end up missing something. And then when you come back after the three-day rest, then you have to catch up. And yeah, I don't, that's true. you know, so it's like, what's the purpose? You know what I mean? So um, one of my friends, she knew that I was doing this today and she texted me this morning and she said, you better be resting. And I was actually, <laughs> man, text me <laughs> when she texted me, but I told her, I said, you know, I am, I'm resting. I'm going to take this day as it come. I'm going to take the day as it unfolds and the way that it unfolds is the way that it's supposed to unfold. I'm just going to go with, I'm going to go with the flow of this day. I'm going to go into this day with ease. That's good. Yeah. And I'm not forcing anything. I'm going to let it happen. Organically let it happen. And that is what I've been doing um, today. And I'm going to take the next couple of days and do the same thing. And that's my way of resting. Like I'm not on anybody's time. You know, that's um, good. Yeah, I'm on my own time and I'm not being forced into doing anything. There's no pressure. And I feel like, you know, that is rest for me. This doing this podcast is rest for me because it's something that I want to do and love doing. It brings me excitement, you know. So, yeah, you said the key word like what you said just jumped out at me. There's no pressure. No pressure. That's what I feel like I've been living under for years. Oh my gosh. That word right there, pressure. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm focused on. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yay you. That just gives me a new focus or or puts language to what it is that I intend to do. Because you're right. On the days that I take off, it's not that I'm running here, there, and everywhere, living it up, popping bottles, going to the spa, or, or any of that stuff. To live that day without any pressure to do anything. That's, thank you for that word. That just put language to what I'm trying to do. And you know, another thing too, with the grinder, 
book and what we just finished talking about, about wearing all these different hats. Um, so many women like us and men too, I hate to keep, you know, saying women, cause I know there are men that grind too, but we, women, we wear so many hats, like, you know, but a lot of times we don't know how to take that time and just rest, right. you know, like you said, feel the pressure every day, especially when, if we have kids and if you're a single mom, I think yes. single mom has the worst because they don't have anybody there to help them. So single moms, it's okay if you rest and take the pressure off. You can grind all you want, but take the pressure off sometimes. A lot of times when we're grinding, I think we create a lot of stress in our lives, like unnecessary stress that the, that we don't need to have in our lives because we're not taking the necessary steps to create space to be or to let things flow the way that they're supposed to flow. Yes, exactly. There's this story that I'm reminded of, and I'm 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 probably gonna mess it up, but I'll try to give you the gist of it. And basically, it was it was these two guys, and and the job was to um, cut down these huge oak trees. And so one guy goes, he's chopping, 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 chopping. I mean, he's going at it. And the other guy stops and um, he starts chopping, but then he stops and he goes to the side and he starts sharpening, you know, his axe. And he spends several hours sharpening his axe. And so the other guy who's chopping, chopping, chopping is looking over at him and he's like, man, I'm going to knock this out in no time. This guy's. to get done and the other guy comes back after you know a couple of hours and begins chopping and 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 is able to chop his tree down in record time while the other guy is still working and that to me is an illustration of what self-care is it helps make us sharper it helps make us better it helps us accomplish more so while as women we feel a little guilty about pulling back and taking time for us we don't realize what we're really doing is helping ourselves do more. Yeah. We're helping ourselves be more effective. And so we've got to get out of this notion that if we're not working ourselves to the bone, that we're not being productive. If we're not dead dog tired at the end of the day, that we weren't productive. If we change our mindsets around that, then I think we will will do a lot more. We'll be a lot better for ourselves and for the people that we're around. I don't know if it's because I'm over 40 now or what. <laughs> I'm over this concept that I have to work my fingers to the bone to prove to anybody that I did something worthy today. If I don't do anything more than this podcast today, I did enough. <laughs> yeah. so. You know, t- turning 40, that's a whole nother animal. When you turn 40, and you're over 40, it's like you enter into another, I don't care. Yes, ma'am. Planet. (laughs) You know, (laughs) another, I don't care planet. Like, you know what? Okay. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I've done it already. I ain't got to prove it. Okay. I don't care. Yes, ma'am. Turning 40 was such a huge gift for me. And I know you know this, but I'll share with the audience. Even as a kid, 
you know how the most of our friends were like, I can't wait to be 13. And then I can't wait to be 16. And then I can't wait to be 21. For me, even as a kid, I could not wait to be 40. Why? I, 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 I don't know what I thought was going to magically happen to me at 40. 40 just always felt like a real grown up age. I'm a grown ass woman. woman right. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I was 39, I know I got on my husband's nerves because I was constantly like, listen, y'all better enjoy it. Because when I turn 40, listen, when I turn 40, I ain't doing X, Y, Z. Listen, when I turn, <laughs> so finally one day my husband said, man, look, I'm just so glad when you turn 40. <laughs> So you can get your life together because you are just, he was like, why can't you do what you want to do now that you're 39? I was like, no, just wait till I'm 40. Just wait till I'm 40. <laughs> and something did click. When I turned 40, I stopped. I've never loved me the way that I love mm. you now. Mm. Huh? I've never approved of me the way that I approve of me now. I like me. I feel like I see me now, flaws and all, but for so long, I only saw the flaws. Now I see how dope I am and I never, and I'm not trying to sound braggadocious or anything like that, but for so long, I didn't realize I was dope. I didn't realize everything that I brought to the table. I didn't realize that my voice mattered. Um, I didn't realize how much just me being me was enough and, and, you know, the value that I had. And I, and I surely didn't have the courage to say it out loud. The 20 mm-hmm. year old me would never be like, I'm dope. At, not at all. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, I'm dope. And if you don't see I'm dope, now nah, that's on you, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't make any apologies for who I am anymore. Um, there's no mold that I'm trying to fit into other people's expectations and opinions of me. That's, that's a figment of their imagination and that's their problem to deal with, not mine. Um, And it's not that I'm saying I don't have any room to grow. I do. I have plenty of room to grow, but I'm no longer that negative voice in my head. She's gone. That voice that I lived with for 40 years that would tell me, you're to this, you're not enough that, you shouldn't have said this, you shouldn't have done that, you should try to do this, maybe you should think that. What do they think? What are they going to say? Why didn't you wear this? Why didn't you speak up? Why did you speak up? Like I, She's gone. Hmm. It was like when I blew my candles out on my 40th birthday, I blew her away too. Ooh. Wow. And so I get to live a much freer version of who I am. Um, I get to be real with me and everybody else around me. And I've always tried to be a very real and transparent person. But now without having someone in my head telling me what script I'm supposed to play today, I get to just really be me. Wow. And so that's the difference for me at 40. It's not so much that I'm kicking butt and taking names or anything like that. (laughs) But it's that when I show up in a room, I'm good. Like I, I, I don't, there's not any place I don't feel like I don't deserve to be anymore. Um, 
all the kindness that this world has to give me, I understand that I deserve it. Mm. Um, all the love that I receive from people around me, I understand that I deserve it. Um, I'm graceful. I give myself grace now and mercy now that I never gave myself before. I never allowed myself grace. And wow. so now it's, it's real freeing to live in that now. I make, I make different decisions now that I give myself grace. Wow. You know, when I, when I turned 40, um, I pretty much had the same attitude and this may be for another podcast because I can go on and on about my life be, before 40. And when I turned 40, I felt like, you know, this is my life and I want to live it the way that I want to live it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have no regrets. I'm not living up to anybody else's standards. You know, I want to live up to my own standards. And to be honest, it took me a while before that actually happened. I was just talking to my husband a couple of days ago and I was telling him, I said, you know, I don't know if you can tell the difference between me now and me back then or back when, but I'm different. You know, I don't depend on anybody else anymore for um, what's what's the word that I'm looking for, for permission. Mm-hmm. You know? I used to depend on other people for permission not not like going to them asking hey do, what do you think I should do but in a in a subtle way like right. giving you know telling them what I want and at the same time listening for them to give me permission to go and be that yeah and I don't do that anymore like I still talk I still have my conversations but now I give my own self permission to be who I want to be that's why this podcast has gotten started. That's why, you know, I started, um, my husband and I started the business, the body's business. Or that's why I take time now for myself because of self-care. I'm not waiting on you to tell me, no, you can't do this because you have to do X, Y, and Z. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I no longer <laughs> have the fear that I used to have. You know what I mean? Like I still have some fear. I haven't, I haven't um, mastered all of this stuff yet, but I just take it um, day by day, but I no longer need your (coughs) freaking permission. Yes, ma'am. I heard it in your, I started chuckling because I heard it in your voice when you said, I'm doing it. You said (laughs) it so hard. I can just, I can just see your face like listen <laughs> in case you didn't understand no you're so right yeah we ask for now my conversations are not me asking for permission it's me informing you yeah like this is me informing you of what I'm about to do um just out of respect because of who you are in my life whether that's my kids my husband my boss whoever this is me informing you of what I'm about to do um but it's in no way me asking for your permission um it's it's freeing and and I wish and it's so funny because I tried to share this with my girls Mm, and uh you know women in the church who I mentor who you know look up to me or I have conversations with them and I know some of it may not click until they're older I don't know that the 20 year old version of me could have fully appreciated and pulled this off however I would like to plant the seed in, in women and girls younger than me so that they at least know they have the permission 
right? It's like whenever you're ready to embrace this grown woman walk, it's right there waiting for you. And you don't have to wait until you're 40 to make your own decisions and not live in other people's shadow and not have, you know, not have to ask for permission. It's right there waiting for you. Nobody told me that. Uh nobody ever told me I had the like this is I had power over who I am nobody ever told me that and so I had to wait until I was this age to discover that I get to say who I am and how I express that and what I wear and and, and what size I am or whatever how I wear my hair whatever none of that changes me as a person, um, none of that really even matters. And some of the superficial things that people try to put on us and that we allow people to put on us, um, it doesn't matter. And so I applaud when I see like these millennials, I know folks our age and older have a lot to say about millennials. And, you know, there's some things about them that make me want to smack them, but there's a lot of stuff that millennials are doing right. And part of that is they don't give a darn. Yeah. They don't care. They're like, nope, I'm not fixing to go get $60,000 in debt, getting a degree. I'm going over here to start this business. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I'm not going to let you tell me that it's, it's, you know, a woman shouldn't shave her head or wear a nose ring or get a tattoo. Nope. I'm fixing to live my best life and do it my way. And, and, mm. and we, some of us old heads look at that and we get in our feelings and, you know, we have stuff to say about millennials, but listen, they're not fixing to spend the next 25 years doing a job they hate just because somebody said they should. Right. They're not getting ready to go get a degree and waste money and waste time on something they know they don't really want to do. They're not being forced to be told who they have to love and what that love looks like. And they're in marriages and relationships where they're miserable. They're, they're doing it their own way. And so I don't agree with every single thing that they have going on, but I admire that courage because it took me 40 years to get it. Yes. It, it took me 40 years too, but I'm, I'm still working on it. <laughs> you know, I still have things that I would like to remove the mask on. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on that. You know, I think with millennials, like, so for us, we probably had someone shaping our lives. Mm-hmm. As we were, and we were molded, you know, you do this, you do that. You do it just because. And really no real reason why. You do it just because this is what you should and supposed to do. Yeah. I think we're raising our kids a little different than what we were raised. We're giving them to we letting them have a little bit more free will. Yeah. Do things to go out and make mistakes, you know, to go out and find themselves. And I think that's great. So they won't have to wait until they're 40 years old to discover who they really are. Yeah. You know, we are in support of that, but when we were growing up, like I said, we had someone to shape and mold us. And I don't want, I don't want to do that to my children. Like I'm here to protect them to, yes, help guide them, but I want them to be able to live their own life. So my girls won't have to wait until they're 40 plus to be like, I love myself now. I this, that, and the other. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think that's the difference um, between then and now oh yeah I still have a lot of I still have a lot of growing up to do I still have a lot of maturing to do I still have a lot of finding myself 
you know, but you don't want to do that because there are other people involved and you don't want to hurt other people's feelings and this, that, and the other, but it's life. Like I said, you know, I'm working on turning the ship instead of burning the ship. Yes. Say that again. (laughs) I'm working on turning the ship instead of burning the ship. And trust me. (laughs) Instead of burning the ship. Yes. There's some days where I want to get the gasoline in the match and burn the whole thing down. (laughs) But but here's the thing. Grown-ups, and we all, right, we all know those stories. We've heard those stories and we know somebody who's done that who just couldn't take it anymore and said to heck with this, I'm done, I'm out, ripped up the contract and moved on. And that leaves so much damage in the wake of the lives of those who are left behind when we do that. And I feel like it's unfair to burn the ship on certain things, right? Some stuff we just need to break up with and be done. But Mm -hmm. for major stuff in our lives, you know, we, we teach people how to treat us and we're for the most part living lives that we've constructed. We're good grown free women. No one's holding a gun to our head to do anything. And so we're living in the confines of what we've constructed or what we've allowed. And so it's not fair to wake up one day and say, I'm more and walk out on your family, your husband, your responsibilities, you're just gone. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. you built this over 20 years of allowing this to happen. So instead, now that you're woke, you can't just walk away. You, you made a covenant agreement. These kids didn't ask to be here, you know, all of this stuff. So like you have to, you have to turn the ship. You have to now retrain people how to treat you now that you've learned how to treat you. And so it's not fair to just say, "Oh, I'm 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 free and independent and healed now. I know what I'm supposed to be doing." So, to heck with those of you who've been on this journey with me. No, we stuck with you when you were this when you were your sick self. Now that you're your healed self, now you just deuces because you want to do something different. No, we got to be mature and we've got to honor what's in our lives and what we've built, and not just burn it to the ground. Now, with that being said, anything that does that's toxic goes overboard. It doesn't get to stay on the ship while we're turning it. Anything mm-hmm. that you recognize in your life that's toxic, whether it's a relationship, a mindset, a habit, any of that, um, that goes overboard immediately. Wow. And we have a lot of toxic relationships, Um surrounding us and I won't go into my toxic relationship right now but it's a a different podcast for that but you know um that I have a toxic relationship with my mother Mm -hmm. and um that's been a really hard situation um but I'll save that for another (laughs) but I want to know what is new for you what's coming up new for you so you're an author now yes ma'am you're, um what is it um bestseller author um you can tell us where to find your book you are also um have gotten many degrees and you're working on your master's right now you're a first lady you can tell us where your church is invite people out to come and get saved um yeah so give us 
tell me what's new for you what's coming up are you writing another book so yeah so the book um I'm doing a lot of radio lately with the book which I'm excited about um I would like to get started on another book um I'm finishing up a master's degree hopefully to move into a doctorate to program at the end of this year so or sorry the beginning of 2021 I think my last class ends in January 2021 so um, I'll be excited. I'm excited about that. Um, the book, if anyone wants to get it, it is on Amazon. Um, however, if you want a signed copy, I do have inventory as well, and I'm more than happy to sign it. If you want to just cash cash at me at Dana Ray, which is R A Y Bennett. So Dana D A N A Ray R A Y, and then Bennett B E N N E T T. If you want to cash at me there. Um, I and um, send me your address. I will actually sign it and ship it out to you myself. But if you don't need a signed copy, um, <laughs> you can just go to Amazon, type in Reminders for Grinders, and you can purchase it there. Um, as far as the church is concerned, I am super excited about the ministry. Now, anybody who's in ministry knows ministry is hard work. It's an honor. It's a privilege to be able to serve God's people and to be trusted with with the lives of people. Um, However, it is probably the hardest job I've ever had. And I serve as executive pastor for our church, which means I'm over all of our leaders and over all of our ministries. And that was... um, there were some growing pains there, learning how to function in that role. I do it in corporate, but it's different for the church, right? Mm-hmm. And um, But what I'm most excited about, let me get to that, is um, we've just had this crazy growth over the last couple of months. And I attribute it to like this clear-cut focus on what our vision is now mm. and really understanding who we are, who we've been called to reach. And so our top three focuses are helping people discover God community and their purpose. Wow. Those are the three things that we do extremely well. Um, We've put some growth tracks behind that so people can come in and really learn about God, community, and their purpose. Um, Our leaders are really excited about it, and they're even growing and maturing to be able to take on even more responsibility from, from Pastor Ken and I. And I'm just really, really excited about the church. It doesn't feel like we're stuck. It feels like we're moving at a, at a great speed and that people are really growing at a great speed as well. And so I'm excited about that. Like we, it's not even about the numbers, but you just want to see people growing in their lives and in their, their personal relationships with each other and their relationships with God. And when I see people have these light bulb moments where they get it, I'm so excited. It makes it all worthwhile all the late night meetings and all the prayer and worrying about people and all of that stuff it makes it worth it so I'm super excited about the direction of the church wow super awesome you guys are um, one of our favorite couples you you know that and we have seen the growth in you guys life when it comes to the church and God and you're so for God you're so for Christ and it's just been amazing to watch so excited for you guys so happy and so proud of you of you both thank you um, do you want to, can you give us, um, can you leave us with something like us women um, who are, I know we talked a lot about your book and, and how to overcome being, or the things that come with being a grinder. 
Um, but for some of the women who are struggling right now to keep afloat, to leave their jobs because they want to start their entrepreneur life, um, who have kids, who may have a husband or not, what's one tip, one nugget you can leave us with to help us make it through another day? I would say that whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, um, you already have inside of you what you need to accomplish that. Mm. Doesn't mean that you may not need to get a certification or you may not need to get a coach or something like that. But the raw material that's needed to make that thing happen, whether it's a business, opening a school, you know, getting your kids into college, whatever it is that you're trying to do, you already are enough to do it. Mm. And so while it is important to have people support you on your journey, you don't have to look outside of yourself and what God has already put in you to make it happen. And so it's okay to bet on you. When God put those things inside of you, those desires, those gifts, those talents, the thing that keeps you up at night, that was him saying, I'm betting on you. I know that you can get this done. I've equipped you to do it. I'm trusting this dream, this this God idea to you. And so now it's time for us to start betting on us and just step out on faith and do what you need to do. Not saying that you have to go quit your job tomorrow. But I am saying, get up and start putting things in place to do what your heart's desire is. It's not there by happenstance. It's there for a reason. It's a, it was, it's a God-given placement in your life, and you're well-equipped to do it. Wow. You know, I was, um, Kevin and I was talking one night, and we was talking about, you know, the things that we have going on. And in particular, something that, you know, I'm doing or trying to um, get going. And I was telling him that, you know, I feel like I need a mentor. I said, I feel like I need somebody there to help guide me, this, that, and the other. And he said exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. He said, all of that is cool. A mentor, a mentor and that kind of stuff and people that help guide you. He said, but you already have it in you. Yeah, You already have it in you and you do not need to go outside of you to get this thing going or to even accomplish it. It's already in you. You have a quote mm-hmm. that's on your book and you, and you said it, but I'm going to say it again. You said you are already equipped to be great, not just keep grinding. Yes. Ah, that is, that is awesome. You are already equipped or equipped it to be great. Now just keep grinding. Yep. And that's what we're going to leave our listeners with. Can you say that for us? I yes. love your mom. Absolutely. You are already equipped to be great. Just keep grinding. And that is it, folks. Thank it you so much. Great. Thank you so much. We have to come back and do this again. You know, we have so many things that we've talked about (laughs) over the years that were like, you know, blow people's minds. I was going to say, are they ready? Are they ready? I don't think they're ready. ready. I don't think they're ready, buddy. I don't think they're ready, but we're going to get them ready, especially the 40 plus. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to come back and do this again. Um, 
really soon. But thank you for sharing your knowledge about um, grinders and about how God has moved in your life or moving in your life. Thank you for sharing a piece of you with us and with me personally. Um, and just thank you for being you. You are like you're heaven sent and not just to me, but to a lot of people whose lives you've touched. So keep thank you so much. Life. And you keep grinding. Thank you. Thank you. We'll do love you. And I will talk love to you soon. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye.